Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 13 through 14. I want to talk to you this morning about the power of the cross. Say power. The power of the cross. But not only the power of the cross, but I also want to share with you this morning is that he chose, Jesus chose to take the nails. It wasn't wasn't something that someone forced upon him to do. He chose to take the nails. Are you with me? So Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 through 14. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, but I want, I want us to turn there together and so that we can move forward and understand why are we here? Why, what are we celebrating this entire week as we are here even this Sunday morning? And it says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 through 15, New Living Translation, here's what it says. It says, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us. And it goes on and says this, and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. This time of year, we celebrate and recognize As we said, we move from Palm Sunday to Good Friday to Resurrection Sunday. And if we were there, we could see on Palm Sunday when Jesus is entering into the city and he's riding on a donkey and they're waving palm branches. And as they're waving the palm branches and they're crying, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Lord in the highest. And these are the very same ones that stood by saying, crucify him, crucify him. Friday came. And people say we call it Good Friday, but the truth of the matter is what was good about that Friday for Jesus? I mean, when he was was battered and he was bruised and he stood before a public court of opinion accusing him of things that he did not do, Good Friday. And then we go on and we see that that they charged him and they spit on him and and they kicked him and they did all kinds of things to him. and, and, And I'll tell you that he did it Willingly, he did it because he chose to do it for you and I. And as we continue to go on, I'm share this with you that I know it will be a blessing to you because you see what happens is as we continue to move forward from Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and then you see that that it wasn't like it was a a wonderful day as he's entering into, into, of course, the resurrection because he had to hang on the cross. Say the cross. The picture and the horror that we talked about. And it gets worse. And then finally... He arrives carrying the cross. And the Bible says that he was so weak from the beating and carrying the cross that someone else had to help and assist him to carry the cross up Golgotha Hill. And the hill that he carried it up, the name of Golgotha Hill, if you you understand the meaning of it, is a place of the skull, a place of the skull, and it's a place where people were crucified. It was a place where those who were murderers and liars and thieves, it definitely was not a place where Jesus should have been. And then I think about right before they put him on the cross and right before they stretched out. And we see that as you read in the Bible that the guards, they, as they laid him down on the cross, in fact, they, they actually shoved him down on the ground and they laid him down and they began to take the nails and to drive them in their hands. And here they looked at him as a simple carpenter, but he is the son of God. You couldn't, the Bible says you couldn't even recognize him 
what he looked like because they had beaten him so bad. He was, he was so beaten, unrecognizable. But I want to tell you this morning, if you were there, could Jesus have stopped him? I mean, think about it. If you were there and he wanted to, could he have stopped it? Sure, people say he could have stopped it. He could have just clenched his fists or he could have just flexed his bicep. But you know, he didn't stop it because he chose not to stop it because of his love for you and I. But if you were there, could you hear the, the hammering, the sound of the nails as they pierced and as they broke through his skin? Can you hear the hammer ring, the sound? as it hit the nail. And skin is ripped. Blood is pouring down. And blood begins to drip and finally pour to the ground. The question is, why did he do it? Why did he willingly go to the cross? And the nail prints in his hands and, and the nail prints in his feet. He took it for our sin. He took it because we needed forgiveness. He took it because of our anger and strife in our own life. And the hatred that we allow to creep inside of us. Can you hear the sound of the nails beating and beating and driving in his flesh? Then the questions asked, why? Why did Jesus resist? Why didn't he do something? Why didn't he call on God? Why didn't he say, help me, stop all of this? Why didn't he do it? I'll tell you the reason why he didn't do it. It was because of love. His love for you and I. And I can just imagine as he's laying on the cross and they've already taken one hand and they nailed it to the cross. He looks over at the hammer and he looks at the nail and he looks at the Roman guard who is getting ready to nail his next hand, the second hand, into the cross. But can I submit this to you? That the hand that he's seen was not just the hand of a man. It was the hand of God-man, Jesus. I want you to think about this because we saw the hand of God, that God of God man and, and, and as it appeared to be the hand of man and, and the callous palms of a carpenter and the price that he paid the very fingers that, that formed think about this the, in the clay he formed Adam those were the hands that were pierced you think about the, the hands that that wrote the Ten Commandments. Those whose hands were being pierced. The nails. See, there's power in the cross. And the power of the cross is the purpose of the nails. It wasn't just for him, gang. It was for all of us. It's for everyone. He came to take away our sins, but not only our sins. He also came to take away all of our sickness and all of our diseases. He came to forgive us of everything that we've ever done. And as the crowd looked on and they, they concluded, the crowd is saying, what is the purpose of this pounding? What is going on? And, and I tell you this, the purpose was so that humanity could be redeemed back 
to the rightful place where we lost when Adam sold out treason, separation from God, and that the second Adam had to come and to stand in the place so that you and I can have access to the Father. That someone had to come and that someone had to be Jesus, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. There was also a handwriting on the wall, you see. And that handwriting on the wall, as the Bible tells us, is the handwriting on the wall and the ordinances. And you would think those things that should have caused us to go to the, to the cross, the things that should have caused us to even go to hell, that the handwriting, the ordinances were, were covered by his hand and the blood that was streaming down his hand so you couldn't even see those handwriting, listen, the ordinances anymore because they were blotted out by the blood of Jesus. Totally washed away, totally made clean, totally made whole, you and me. He did this on Calvary so that we could live our lives and be free. Colossians 2.14, let me read this again to you. It says, he has forgiven you all your sins. He has utterly wiped out the written evidence of broken commandments, which always hung over our heads and has completely annulled it by nailing it to the cross. As a carpenter, he knew what it took. But as a savior, he knew what it meant. I'm going to ask you right now to bow your heads. Will you close your eyes? And I want you to think about all that Jesus ever did for you and I. I want you to think about the beating, the scourging. I want you to think about the pain that he went through for you and I. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm, I want you to spend this moment right now between you and God, no one looking around, and that you would simply say, Dear God, I need you in my life. Dear God, I don't know what I'm going to do even about tomorrow. I don't know anything about the future. And right now I'm totally and I'm completely lost without you. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, I, I want to give you a special invitation for those who do not know Christ. The only reason why you don't know him today is because you have not been properly introduced to him. And we want to properly introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, our risen King. And if your heart is beating fast right now when you're saying, I don't know what to do, I want to pray with you. And I want all of us to pray this prayer together. Say, dear God, I come to you now just as I am. I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross. He set me free. I thank you that Jesus wipe all of my sins away I repent I turn around from doing my own thing and I turn to you where my help comes from 
from you, Lord. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Thank you for praying that prayer. Now, I also want to take this moment and I want you to begin to reflect in your life. I want to talk to you right now. Because you see, we can come to church every Sunday. We can come to church every Wednesday. We can come to church every Thursday. But here's what I know. Even though we know that, that Jesus hung on the cross and he's no longer on the cross, that he is alive and well, he's resurrected. But there's things that you and I hold on to in our own lives. Things that we have not given up and given to God. Things that we have chosen to continue to do. Things that we know that we've been set free from. Or there's things in other people's lives. Or how about this? There's a family member that you know that is struggling and going through things in their lives. And what I want us to do right now. Right in front of you, you see there's cards. I want you to, to look right in front of you. There should be in the pew. There's index cards and there's pens. And what I want you to do is to begin to think about the things that you can nail to the cross. This morning, we want to nail them to the cross. We, we don't want those things that are continuing to seem to be, be dogging us out. The things that seem to be just holding us back. The things that, that, are, that are hindering us from moving forward in God. Oh, we want to nail them to the cross. You know, so many times what happens when we go to God and we know that God has forgiven us, but we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Or maybe there's a struggle. Maybe there's people in your life. Maybe there's things that you're saying, Lord, I want to give this to you. I don't, I don't know how to give it to you. I encourage you that please take a card right now. I want to give you an opportunity. Just write down your thoughts. Write down right now. Jesus was nailed to the cross because of our sins. And I want us to, to, to once and for all nail to the cross this morning things in our life that is going to be hindering us and keeping us from moving forward in God. Begin to write your thoughts. Because you see, when we nail them to the cross this morning, we're going to leave them here. It could be a loved one. It could be someone that's standing for healing. It could be someone that's standing for prayer. It could be someone that says, man, you know, I keep struggling in this area in my life and I need help. It could be something that, you know, we continue to do over and over again and we get, or we get mad at God. God, why did you do this? Or God, why didn't you do this? It could be unforgiveness. It could be a number of things. And I want you to just right now take a moment. We're not in a rush. And I want you to take a moment and write down on this card things that you're saying this morning. I am going to nail it to the cross. And I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to cast all of my cares upon the Lord because he cares for me. I'm going to once and for all say, Lord, I'm going to sell out today. I'm going to give you everything. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm yours, Lord. I'm calling upon you right now. And as we sing this song, I'm 
both sides of the aisle. There's a hammer and there's nails. And what I want you to do is come forward as you desire to come forward and nail it to the cross. You're on this side, you can come down. You're on this side, you can come down. There's one hammer on each side. But I want you to just remember this. This is the time, this is a service that you're saying, Jesus, you took it all for me. And now you're saying, God, I give it all to you. Listen to this song and let it minister to you. Let it minister. Amazing grace. We worship.
Chasso Tes Oh,